Good. Good, good. Very good. Very good. Very right. good. You start us off. Okay. Welcome, one and all, <laughs> to David and Aaron Save the World, episode 10. Episode 10. We're on 10. <laughs> we made it to 10. That's amazing, actually. Yeah. It's been a long time, everyone. And when did we start this? Back in June. Like, my goodness. It's been like six, seven months, eight months almost. <laughs> Indeed, it has. But that's also not accounting for like the three month break we basically took. <laughs> that's true. Save the world. That's true. Should that's we true. should we give an explanation why we've been uh, gone uh, so long to our adoring fans? Yeah. Yes, and yes. Um, I'll let you do the explaining because. Because I'm going to let you do it. You're better at explaining things. Oh, I was just going to say. That's true. Because you're incoherent at this point and I'm I... still in a mist. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> you better believe it, buddy. <laughs> I can't see five feet in front of me. <laughs> All right. So the reason why Aaron and I have not been able to record was, as we stated last time, Aaron did get engaged. And also within this time frame, he has been married to his beautiful girlfriend. And then we had Christmas to add on top of everything, right? Yep. Yep. And so we are finally past the holidays, past weddings, and all the good things. And we are now back to routine, structure, schedule, the things I love that allow us (laughs) to record this podcast. (laughs) Yes and yes. <laughs> this this is all this is all true. It was like it was like the hammer of my wedding came and smashed down and then the hammer of the holidays came and smashed down right after it. So it's just like it's like I got married and then I got back from my honeymoon and then it was like Oh, and by the way, Christmas is here. And then I was like, ouch, ouch, that's ouch, 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 ouch. Just so, add on top of everything. So <laughs> right, so so the podcast did take a backseat for a little while, but don't you worry, everybody. We're back in business. It's back, yep, we're back in business. It's back in the front seat, kind of. <laughs> it um. is not thrown into the <laughs> shadows at this point. It is slowly creeping back out. <laughs> like a critter you have scared. <laughs> slowly, curiously creeping forward. Oh, man. There's a, there's another <laughs> exciting development with today's episode, in addition to being back. This is yep. also yep. the first episode that we are recording remotely. Cause, oh. Because... Uh, I thought it was... I thought the exciting development was that we were recording and I was in my pajamas still. But... <laughs> <laughs> uh, would you be embarrassed if I told you I'm already in khakis for the day? <laughs> No, I wouldn't be embarrassed. I would. I'm. I knew as soon as those words came out of my mouth, I was like, I know David is fully dressed and ready for his day. <laughs> yeah. So one of us is in pajamas, the other one's in a polo and khakis. So oh. another exciting development of the podcast. Indeed, indeed. that will probably but continue no. <laughs> forward from this point on. Indeed. Sorry, sorry. What David was saying is that we were recording it remotely because i moved like 
40 minutes north of David. So we no longer live like spitting distance. And so it's kind of, it's, it it causes a couple of travel issues. Logistical issues. (laughs) Yeah. 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 It costs money to travel. And I just, we don't, I don't. The more thing is it takes more time out of the day which is hard but yeah yeah because believe it or not people we don't just uh record podcasts all day we do try and live like (laughs) civil lives and accomplish things so as much as we love doing this we we do have some time constraints in case in case it wasn't obvious by how good of podcasters we are, we definitely don't do this all day every day, even though it's what we probably want to be doing all day every day. So, you know, true. Sorry, people. Sorry to shatter your to shatter your visions of two podcasting heroes. We're only podcasting heroes on one podcast, not seven. And once every other week or so. <laughs> or so, yes. I will heavily emphasize that or so. <laughs> Especially after we just took a three month break. <laughs> oh my goodness, seriously. Um seriously. Yeah, and so yeah, as Aaron said, he he moved yeah. north, which was very sad to me that we can't hang out as often. But alas, this must be the case. But the seriously. other exciting thing is that he now is, you know, living in his own apartment. With his girlfriend or his now wife, sorry, I should say wife. Yes, yeah, yes, my crazy. my wife. And <laughs> I wish you guys could see the sad and depressed state Aaron was in when he first moved into that apartment before his now wife was with him. It was just him alone. It was. This is true. It was a dungeon of sadness, as he <laughs> described it. Like having the apartment but not living with his wife yet. Like yeah. you were very blue. I will say. When we first came, I, <laughs> I only remember being like shockingly sad the first day I moved into the apartment. Like the first day I had the apartment, my my other siblings have described similar experiences of when they moved out of the house and they got their first apartment. Of just like you kind of, it's just kind of s- s- sad. It's just kind of <laughs> sad, and so. It is, it is, I, I'm, that's interesting. I didn't know I was like, I was more sad when I was not living with my cute wife. It also didn't help that, uh, there were no lights in most of the rooms. (laughs) (laughs) It was designed to have all lamps and there weren't any lamps. So there were just like dark rooms that you like just could walk (laughs) into with no furniture. And seriously, that is an accurate description. The bedroom the bedroom and the sewing room and they just kind of stayed empty. And so it was like, here's my room. And it's like clothes or in piles on the floor. Cause like I didn't have a dresser or a place to put anything. <laughs> and, and, and then the sewing room was just full of nothing and emptiness. And you're just like, hmm, that's pretty sad. It's kind of echoey in here. And then the front room had the couch that I slept on and the couch that I looked at. And that was pretty much it. <laughs> That was pretty much, that's pretty much it. And then, like, my stuff scattered randomly about. The kitchen had, like, a freezer full of, like, freezer food, (laughs) Doritos, hamburgers, all in the freezer, ready for when I was going to undoubtedly take them out of the freezer, pop them in the microwave, and microwave them. So you, like, had a a married apartment, but you were living a bachelor life, basically. Yeah. In a sad, dark (laughs) apartment. (laughs) 
<laughs> that couldn't be more accurate. Could not be more accurate. <laughs> but it is a dungeon of sadness no longer, right? Because, Indeed. first of all, the missus moved in, which definitely helps. Yes. And we also did a shady <laughs> way of trying to get lights <laughs> into your rooms. Are you kidding me? You mean professional quality <laughs> grade. May as well have had duct tape on it. Job of getting a light into one room thus far. Still working on it. Still working on it. Still a work in progress. Yeah, yeah, we got some lights from Amazon and um, some like LED lamps. And I've learned coming to my first apartment. I've learned <gasps> this can be this can be our 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 problem well solved. <laughs> For the day, I didn't have oh, good. one planned, but one one has sprung upon me. This is wonderful. <laughs> I I a problem has been solved since I've been here, since I've moved here. What? When you're renting an apartment, you you want to cause as little damage to the apartment as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, you still want to hang stuff on the walls, and in our case, you still want to hang stuff on the ceiling, <laughs> like a light, because they didn't install any lights when they remodeled the apartment. 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. And so, today's problem well solved is command strips. <laughs> they are absolutely magical. Somebody was like, slap some adhesive on a foam, and then you just pull the foam out, and the adhesive stays on the foam, and everything is happy, and it doesn't pull paint off the wall. And we're just going to slap these everywhere. And so I have spent probably $50 in command strips to hang all the things on my walls and to hang lights off the ceiling. <laughs> it works amazingly, people. I have one hanging in my house. And to give people a visual of what this kind of looks like, again, I agree. Command strips are the bomb diggity, for sure. The bomb, <laughs> indeed, indeed. And so we, were, me and Aaron were contemplating on how to get lights up in his apartment and we eventually came to the conclusion that we needed command strips. But then the second yeah. problem was trying to actually get power to the light. <laughs> right. Because we can't Since drill we have... into, or we can't like go into the sheetrock or anything. Yeah. <laughs> we can't get the access to the wires that are surely hanging just above the, whatever <laughs> is on the ceiling, probably like plastic on the ceiling. Right. Like, like I swear there's lights and light switches yeah, but there's no light. <laughs> yeah, so there has to be power right there. But uh, we can't drill a hole because that destroys the purpose. Right. So we we can't go into the sheetrock, but there are light switches. So our first mm-hmm. idea was to take these LED lights, command strip them to the ceiling, and mm-hmm. then run some just you know 14 gauge wire down to a light switch. Upon the realization yeah. that the light switches actually are so old. And the apartment's probably so old that it doesn't have enough voltage to power the LED lamps. <laughs> <laughs> so we had to revert to our second option, going directly to a power outlet, and then using mm-hmm. the remotes that came with the LED lamps to act as light switches. So if I'm understanding correctly, I haven't seen it since you did the finishing touches in that one room. But right, do right. you have a a remote command stripped to the wall next to the light switch. I, <laughs> I'll have to send you a picture that is exactly what I did. 
happily happily the light switch controls the outlet so i can switch the light switch and it still turns on the light but then the lights have some fun functionality like they go dark and bright and color change and so oh nice i uh put the remote on the wall so that we could still have all that functionality gotcha so the the light switch did power the outlets then it does power that outlet. I don't know if we're going to have success powering all the outlets. Hmm. Maybe I should try flipping that light switch and trying that outlet in the front room again. Because huh, yeah. my sister went through and tested all the, the power outlets, and she's like, yeah, they're all good. And then, like, day two, or not day two, but, like, the day I got my internet router, like, I was trying to plug it in, and it wasn't getting power in one of the outlets. And I was like, text, text my sister. What what do you, what?" There's no power in this outlet. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Turns out it was probably just that the light switch wasn't turned on. Or maybe your apartment's just so old that this isn't really a feature. It's more of like a problem that they haven't addressed in the wiring that like <laughs> the, the light switch just gives the extra boost to the outlets that you need to like run everything. <laughs> I love that. It's not a feature. It's, it's a problem. But we, it's, I'm going to interpret it as a feature because that makes me a lot happier to think about it. It's like, oh, they gave me this feature rather than like, oh, these guys are just a bunch of... <laughs> I found problem after problem. Did you know that apartments use clear silicone for everything? Like, oh, there's a problem with the baseboard? Put some clear silicone on it. Really? Oh. There's 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 a problem with the the gasket around the bathtub the spout. Oh, let's put some clear silicone on it. They just put clear silicone everywhere on everything. Oh, there's water damage on the baseboard. Cover it up with some clear silicone. It's okay. No one'll know. And I look at it and I go, I know guys, I know exactly what happened. Well, and in your apartment too, it looks like they paint over everything too. If there's any problems. <laughs> Like okay. over dust okay. and stuff. and yeah. yeah, yeah. The other day, just, just yesterday, my wife got out of the shower and was like, um, so they painted over some hair on the wall. <laughs> and I, I was like, I wasn't even surprised, but, but like, really guys, really? You just, you just, there was just some hair on the wall and you just were like, well, no one will see you. Whoop. And paint over it. Like, come on, come on now. Oh man. Are you kidding like, me? That's that's pretty bad. <laughs> it's it's horrible. I don't know what they were thinking. Oh goodness. <laughs> so, you know. It means it's gonna be an adventurous apartment, right, man? That's what it's yeah, yeah. Should yeah. be interpreted yeah. as. <laughs> it's <laughs> the other day I was leaning against the sink and the part of the countertop that goes around the front of the sink went and I looked at it and it hit like the glue that was holding the sink and the countertop together like popped a little bit. And I was like, "Oh my goodness, are you kidding me?" Oh, man. Adventures, adventurous times, indeed, at this <laughs> new, new Aaron household. And so, when life gives you crappy apartments, solve that problem with command strips. I think is the command, command strips, command yeah. strip everything. That's command strip. That's the problem we'll solve. Yes, yes, indeed. I I just, I love command strips. I have just been delighted. We have pictures hanging up on our walls and the sign and actually two signs and, and like a whiteboard 
and nothing to cover the hideous mirror yet because seriously one side one one wall of the apartment there's like the kitchenette and then there's like the dining area whatever that means like you can't fit a regular dining dining table in there but whatever in the dining area on one of the walls there's this huge mirror like <laughs> like huge mirror like 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 six foot by eight foot mirror on the mm-hmm. wall and i just can't fathom why they did that yeah right it's right in the kitchen that. area it's like right is that <laughs> yeah. where you need to like you know get ready for the day like yeah <laughs> I do not want to be looking at myself as I eat my food. Like, I do not want that. I don't want to see myself eating food. Maybe they were going for the illusion that they do at restaurants sometimes where they do that to make the restaurant look like it's bigger than it actually is. Mm, Maybe they were thinking that that also works inside (laughs) apartments. But I mean, it probably does. It makes the wall interesting. I'll give it that. Even if I, like, Every time I look at it, I think, well, that's that's dumb. And I, I <laughs> a little bit more inside, like may, maybe, maybe, maybe that's better than a blank wall with nothing on it to just clutter up my my blank walls, my apartment. Hmm, maybe. I, don't know. <sighs> I, I don't know. So, command strips, exciting times. Heroes of the day. I would recommend ten out of ten. Get some <laughs> command strips. Should we do some other follow up? Yes. Yep. 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 All right. So, man, this feels like so long ago now, but <laughs> I mean, it was only you know a quarter of a year ago. <laughs> it was only you know thousands and thousands of hours ago, but <laughs> millions and millions of minutes. seconds ago. <laughs> uh, anyways. Um, this goes, this goes back to a favorite topic, at least of you and me. We'll see how much the the listeners like this, but big Turks. Yeah. Yeah. Big Turks. Yes. We're going back. Okay. Big Turks. Big Turks. I love big Turks. Big Turks. Okay. So, um, you gave me a good portion of big Turks. Yes. At some time, a couple months ago. And a lot of my family listens to the podcast. A lot of them have never had a Big Turk. And so when okay, I brought okay. home those Big Turks, a lot of my family yeah. wanted to partake of Big Turk since it's such a big part of the podcast, right? Right. <laughs> such I mean, a flowing I, topic. I would say that our podcast is built upon a foundation of Big Turks. <laughs> so. <laughs> it's true. It's, in a lot of ways, it is. Um, <laughs> anyways, so... Um, my brother-in-law in particular was really excited to have Big Turks. Okay, okay. And I must report, he was not impressed. I don't know what? why. What? The, what? 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 <laughs> but what? I know. I don't understand. I'm trying to understand <laughs> what? what type of mindset you have to be in to right. even like have the thought that a Big Turk isn't amazing. <laughs> Like, what has to be wrong inside your body and, like, your emotions to convince you that a Big Turk is not glorious, you know? I I don't know. I, I, I can't even understand how anyone couldn't like a Big Turk. They're fabulous. They're wonderful. They're amazing. And 
and they just they brighten your day and and like you take a bite of one and like your troubles melt away and you just <laughs> then you quickly consume three more bars because you might have a big turk addiction that's okay <laughs> we can work through that but but they're just they're wonderful they're they're delightful and i'm i'm sad to hear that that your brother-in-law did not like them I know it was, is... it was a sad day. I I had to contemplate. I just sat on my bed for a couple hours and you know thought about the universe and you know all the things that <laughs> must have come to pass to make this the case. You know, it's a sad right, right. sad world we live in. You know, but some Indeed. some people have their their weaknesses they have to work through. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sad to report that my sister also has this weakness really yeah if i fed her one and she she went <laughs> and i was like oh okay well i guess you don't like them then apparently she just doesn't like anything with uh any any of my wonderful jelly filled things she 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 does not appreciate them and and so gosh by golly she's not getting any more from me i'll tell you what <laughs> i mean there's already a short supply anyways Seriously, so. I have to get those shipped from Canada. <laughs> okay, that's that's you wouldn't believe how expensive that is. You know how many bags of M and M's I had to buy to get my shipment of Turks. <laughs> you wouldn't believe. Okay, <laughs> do you think there's any like Big Turk correctional facilities that people can go to if they have this problem? You know, like probably. I mean, if not, we should start one. <laughs> I I see a lot of money in this. I see a lot of happiness in this. But I don't even I don't even know how to correct this problem though. Like it's such an inborn like it's so deep inside of them. Like how could you not like a big Turk? Like it has to go deeper than than the depths of like your subconscious or somewhere like somewhere that. in the human soul is like an right, issue that right. we have to it's address. Just, and I just don't know how to fix that. Like, do we just, do we just, do we just, like, shovel big Turks into them? Like, will that help? <laughs> or, or, or do, do we, do we make them eat only big Turks? Like, 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 like starve them out until they're ready for food. And then we feed them a big Turk. And if they don't <laughs> like it, then they don't get any more food. Actually, that's, that's not a bad idea. That. <laughs> Our our torture facility. I had a similar experience with uh, Little Caesar's Pizza, actually. What? <laughs> Have Do I tell? Have I told you? No. Okay. No, no, you haven't told me. This is amazing. What happened? So I used to work at uh, a little grocery store by my house mm-hmm. that went out of business uh, while I was in high school. But yeah, yeah. I was still working there, and they put me on the team that was going through and was you know removing all the shelves and stuff to get it ready for another business and we were sending food over to the other grocery store that the same company still owned and all this stuff so i was on that crew for like six months but it was also when i switched from high school into my first semester of college and so everyone there was in college like they were slowly whittling down the team members because they needed a lot of people at the start and then they slowly got the group down to like three people and I was on right. one of those. I was one of those people they kept, and we we did stuff together for like three months. And it was also my first semester of college, so I was going to class from like ten o'clock in the morning to like four or like three. Okay. 
and then I started working. Sorry, I started working at four, and went till nine. Okay. So yeah. it was a pretty long day. I'd, I'd go to campus early in the morning, or relatively early in the morning. I'd eat lunch yeah, around yeah. noon, <laughs> you know. But then yeah, I would yeah. eat after that because I was going to class or I was at work. And right, so right. I was always There's no time in between. Yeah, so I was always like starving, you know, by the end of work because it was just you know a lot of time. Um, but right. my my supervisor was just awesome. He'd always try and bring us like little treats and stuff, and he'd bring pop yeah, yeah. popcorn all the time. And one of the things he'd do right. occasionally was bring us little Caesars. And before that, like my dad had always told me never to eat little Caesars. Like it tastes like cardboard and all these things. So like right. my childhood had been like brought up to like not like little Caesars. Oh, but no. <laughs> but like. <laughs> It's, you know, 7 o'clock at night. You haven't eaten for seven or eight hours, and there's right. a Little Caesars pizza right there, and you've just been through a long Ooh. day. Like, I just scarfed those things down, man. I'd have, like, <laughs> five to six pieces, and it was so glorious. Oh, man. Oh, man. That's enough. That That's pushing, like, stomachache territory right there. That's plenty. Wow. I had a, I had a better metabolism back then, too, so. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> When we were younger, men, indeed. Yes. Back in the days of youth, the follies of youth. Yes. Ah, oh, yes. When you could eat a whole Little Caesars pizza <laughs> in one sitting. I still remember those days. But that's how I learned to love Little Caesars. So I could see a similar okay. thing working for Big Turks, right? Like maybe they don't okay, realize yeah, yeah. how much they need it in the, right. until they're deprived of their other options and then they slowly come back to the fold and, you know. <laughs> I think I think no expense is too great for curing the terrible anti-big Turk epidemic that plagues this this nation and these people. Indeed, it's one of the great dilemmas of our time, great tragedies. (laughs) You had follow-up as well. I I do have an item of follow-up. I have to say, listening to the last episode, when we got to the Mister Bleep part. It was flippin' hilarious. (laughs) I was dying at work. I couldn't stand up at work. Like, I was listening to it at work, and, like, I was laughing so hard that I, like, almost had to sit down. I was laughing so much. I just, it was hilarious. So, 10 out of 10. I just just wanted to give you props for that. That was was perfect, because it was so much better that way. Like, what could we be saying? Who knows? Nobody knows. Except for us. You you uh, internet serial killers that hate podcasters. You're never getting <laughs> our <podcast>. names. <laughs> Not today. No, sir. And it just adds to the humor. So, joke's on you. You're just making the podcast better. <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I will not give them praise for this this decision. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, good. I'm glad you enjoyed that part. That, that was that was my yep. That's my that's my bit of follow up. That I just I thought that was deadly hilarious. Like I'm glad I wasn't running like a table saw or a planer <laughs> when I was listening because I probably would have died. Dest- yeah, died or destroyed that's... huge amounts of property to the company. <laughs> Seriously. I just, yep, yep. It just would have been terrible. Does that mean that the podcast is like a, a potential work hazard? Um, 
I'm going to say definitely not, because if I say maybe, then I maybe have to stop listening at work. Hmm. So definitely not. <laughs> it's it's totally work-friendly. Just, um, just be aware that whatever you're doing is definitely more important than listening to the podcast. <laughs> if, if you're driving, focus on driving. <laughs> if you're working, focus on working. Please, please do not cause problems. Do not listen to Save the World while operating heavy machinery. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, how heavy are we talking? Like, uh... <laughs> Operate heavy machinery at your own risk while listening to Save the World. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. A risk worth taking, for sure. It really should be a work requirement. Like, that's the only way you get through your day. You know, like... It pulls you into those hard hours. It gets you something to do. So, really, it's the only reason we still have your job. So, <laughs> that's true. I don't know if I could stand my job without podcasts. So, uh, all is well. I think. I think. I. Th- I agree. We're required podcast. <laughs> and what better podcast than Save the World? It's one of the things they should start putting on. Uh, your work application, like what podcast are you going to listen to while you're doing, <laughs> doing this job? That's perfect. I I I see no problems with this. Uh, you had more follow up. Oh yes. So also going back to my days of thievery from Walmart. <laughs> your Walmart heist. <laughs> my Walmart heist. <laughs> I got those two deodorant bars that I went back and paid for anyway. Um, that you heisted and then immediately <laughs> paid for. I made an observation that okay, okay. I, I went there the other night thinking, oh, great. Yeah. I have to show my receipt to some guy that watched me check out the self-checkout anyways. And I'm just yeah. like mentally preparing for this moment where I have to pretend like I'm having a social interaction with some random oh. security guard, you know, and all this good yep, stuff. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But at least it was this night. Maybe it was just because it was close to the holidays and they didn't have a lot of people working or what. But last time I went past the hour of 10 or whatever it was, yeah, they yeah. did not have a security guard. Check my receipt. Hooray! This is, this is a wonderful thing. So there's there's two options here. Either the CEO of Walmart listens to the podcast, heard our <laughs> heard our dilemma, realized the folly of his ways, right, and right. changed this this procedure. Definitely the most likely. Thing <laughs> this, to yeah, happen. this is definitely the the most probable solution <laughs> or most probable reason this occurred. But yeah, yeah. I also wonder if during the holidays they had that policy. And then it just got Ooh. so ridiculous for the security guard that they right. eventually dropped it or something else like that all, happened down the line. Right. All the aunties on midnight midnight present runs. Yeah. It just got to be too much for those poor security guards to handle. I'd hope that maybe that was it or maybe it's just a policy change. I never know with businesses like that. But Nah, nah. You'll never know. Well, maybe thievery goes down in the wintertime or in the, <laughs> after the holidays time. Um, maybe maybe heists don't happen as often. <laughs> I don't see that happening at all. I think that's, <laughs> I think that's the opposite of what as, the trend is. But 
<laughs> after, I mean, after a high, uh, it, it, maybe the, I, <sighs> okay, I think my brain's ready to talk now. <laughs> I just, <laughs> like, oh no. Do you ever do that? Do you ever just hit this point where you just like, you're talking just kind of breaks for a second? Yeah. There's no way to bring it back to any semblance of a coherent sentence. Yeah. Right, right. I do that all the it's time. It's like three. Okay, okay. It's like three sentences just crash together in your head. Yeah. You're just like, well. Remember, I teach high school, so this happens all the time. Oh, no. <laughs> is it is it bad when it happens in front of high school students? No, nah, you get over it and you just start over. But. Oh, okay. Okay, okay, okay. Imagine what you're doing. But also while you're trying to explain physics. That's what I do every day. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. That sounds really hard. It's like not the hard words to describe physics. Like instead of all the complicated physics terms, you just use like. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, that sounds like a disaster. I don't, I don't know how you do that. That's amazing, David. You once again have amazed me. It's just because I brag about myself too much. So. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Most indeededly. Anyways, you had a comment on uh, Walmart. Um, I don't know. It is. It just passed into the ether of my mind. Is that what's in there? Is ether? E- Good to know. <laughs> just a whole lot of a whole lot of nothing, <laughs> and and a lot of time. Whenever whenever it passes out of the front, it goes to the back, and it never comes back from the back unless it gets really lucky. <laughs> kind of like um. Matthew McConaughey in Interstellar. You have to get real lucky or else you're just never coming back from that place. <laughs> that was a really weird analogy <laughs> you just made, but I like it. I'm getting a visual for what the inside of your mind looks like. Good, good. I, I, I would use that video as as reference for, for what it looks like in there. That's probably how I'd describe it in mm. pictures. Got it. That's deep. That's very deep. <laughs> and so, I mean, that relates to the deep topic we were just talking about of security guards are no longer right, at Walmart right. at night. So he- heisting Walmarts, yeah. yeah so we can... Oh wait, no, I'm not heisting Walmarts. My bad. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> we don't actually heist Walmarts, okay? No, no. On, on, well, I, I don't. David does, but I don't. <laughs> don't blow the secret, man. I would only heist the Walmart if they had Big Turks, but they don't sell Big Turks, so like whatever. What's worth stealing in there? Uh, seriously, there's nothing worth my time in there. <laughs> so, listeners, I just forgot one of the follow-up items, but you probably just heard the transition sound, and I think this is a good time to bring up the fact that a lot of people don't actually know what the transition sound is. And you didn't even know when I first put it into the audio, that transition blip that we do. And so right. maybe we should notify the listeners that it's actually popping bubblegum. Oh, yeah. You told me that. And <laughs> I was so happy when you told me that. It makes me so happy because you know why? Because bubblegum's the greatest. Oh, dude. On bubblegum follow-up, <laughs> I got bubblegum for, <laughs> bubble for Christmas. Nice. And I got some of that Hubba Bubba Bubble Tape, the the one yes. that's like yes, I remember it's like that a, a, a roll of okay. Seriously, I almost I 
every time I get one of those, I kind of just want to shove the whole thing in my mouth and chew <laughs> all of it all at once because it's like already all together in a tape. But I don't. I didn't with this one at least. And that has to be probably one of the best textured bubble gums I've ever had. Like the texture is so smooth and so silky. It's just, mm. and the taste is just delightful. It lasts a long time. It's probably one of the better bubble gums I've ever had in my entire life. So, mm. for all those who, listeners who need to who want a good bubble gum but don't like like the hard hubba bubba that runs out of runs out of juice too fast or or uh, like the, the the bubble mint where it's just not quite bubble gummy enough. Like, like. Hubba Bubba Bubble Tape. That's the one that you should try. Have you ever had Zebra Stripe gum? Oh, man, that stuff. Oh, It's man. like the opposite. That stuff. <laughs> yeah. It holds its yeah, flavor yeah. for about three seconds. But <laughs> I get through th- three or four chews, and I'm like, oh, this is really good. Oh. <laughs> it's like my childhood, but, like, and I'd still love it just for, like, nostalgic purposes. But, like, every yeah, time yeah. I chew it, I'm like, yeah, this bubble gum really just had like no flavor to it on the inside. It's just like powdered and <laughs> sugar, but it's still great. That's true. I love it. That bubble gum just has no flavor on the inside. Like its soul is empty. <laughs> it puts on a facade, but it's empty inside. <laughs> that stuff is delicious. I think I actually have a pack floating around in my house somewhere <laughs> of that stuff. I do well. too, sadly. <laughs> really? Yeah. What? Are you serious? Yeah. I got some for my birthday. (laughs) (laughs) That makes me so happy. Wait. When was your birthday? December 18th. Did I? I... (gasps) Happy belated birthday, Fetch! (laughs) How did I miss this? I'm sorry. sorry, No, I'm sorry. I didn't really notify you. It was during the holidays. That's the problem with December birthdays. They just kind of get like swept by the wayside so there's so many other family things going on that i just forgot to like mention it to you or bring it up but that's your brother's birthday as well right indeed it is and that's why i'm kind of upset that i didn't remember because i already have a landmarker on that day so it should be easy to clump the landmarkers but okay so here's a problem this is a real problem okay is there a polite way to remind people when your birthday is? Like, is there, like, a way to, like, be like, oh, and it's my birthday. Oh, man. Man, you just have just opened a can of worms here. <laughs> we might be talking about this for an hour or so. Oh, but... man. <laughs> There's a I... deep, dark past <laughs> that just came out of my soul. All December birthday people will know what this feels like <laughs> the horror the the monster of christmas that's taking over your birthdays and you don't know what to do about it this is so sad i just i just i just like i wish there was some way that like my friends could be like hey it's my birthday without being like being like feeling like they're feeling feeling like they're a jerk or something you know right well like it's just <sighs> a, a related side problem is uh like okay. Facebook birthdays. I find that yeah. really strange. Like I don't think that's the solution <laughs> to the problem to like notify people no. it's your birthday. Because no. if you like let people know first of all, I hide my birthday on Facebook, which is also probably why you didn't know. Oh well I mean I wouldn't have known either way. I haven't been on Facebook for <laughs> freaking two months. <laughs> Fair enough. But 
but I do that personally because I hate I hate just getting notifications all day that like so and so said happy birthday. It's like I don't need a yeah. hundred like lines of text that say happy birthday from like random friends in high school and stuff. Like it's right. like it's like very disingenuous. Like so right right. I don't because they're like they hop on their Facebook and then they see that it's your birthday and they're like oh I should wish them a happy birthday so they get on and wish you a happy birthday. But they didn't know it was your birthday. <laughs> so, like, most people that need to know, like, will know, and I'll see them doing other things later anyways. But then there's also unfortunate events, like, just an example of between you and me, where mm-hmm. you were not notified of my birthday. Right. <laughs> right. You're, like, one of the so people I that no... I would have, you know, would have liked to talk to for fun, you know. But Yes. So this oh, is a problem. Man, I just... This is a problem. Ah, this makes me so sad. Like, is there any way to like? Uh, could Facebook like remind me like a week before? Like, <laughs> would that be helpful? Man, I'm putting in my calendar. Wait, just a second. I have to put this in my calendar. Okay. For the next eighty years, <laughs> so I don't forget that like your birthday is on December eighteenth. I'm gonna put a reminder a week before. Yes, yes, that's what I'll do. <laughs> this this is how we this is how we do it. This is how you remember things. I was gonna say. That's exactly how I know your birthday's next week. I have a calendar. For you <laughs> it's next week. Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, did I notify you of this? I apologize. <laughs> See, also helpful is people can remind me when my birthday is, <laughs> so I don't forget. Excuse my interruption of adding things to my calendar. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Like it, it's it's probably really sad because some people probably are like. Like they get to their birthday and they're like, "Oh, nobody remembered it was my birthday," and they feel sad. But like, but like, how is anyone supposed to remember? Like, there's a million things to remember in this in this modern world. Like, how are they supposed to remember it was your birthday? Like, is there yeah. some way that we can, as a society, shift our thoughts about birthdays so that we can all remember everyone's birthday? I'm sitting here trying to think of. Well, there's two ways we could take this, as always, right? Okay. <laughs> there's the okay. yeah the text solution, which is what I usually jump to first. And then there's like the okay, okay. changing people's behaviors solution, which is the harder way to address things, right? Right, right, right. I mean, tech-wise, again, I'm not a fan of Facebook. I feel like what you were saying is a little bit better. All the email systems know your birthday. You know, everything you sign true. up for knows your birthday. So that's true. Almost that's if true. like it could secretly send like notifications nice. to you. You know, like a few oh. days before. Yeah. Because the thing that's awkward about, like, the Facebook birthday, they see this notification in the top right that it's David's birthday. And so they just go into, you know, robot mode and just send that that <laughs> wish, you know, send that notification. So When they probably actually do have, like, heartfelt feelings. They're like, oh, I can't believe I forgot. Here, let me wish him a very happy birthday. And then you get it and you're just like, oh, he's all these robots following the system. Ugh. It's just that's... the machine, the machine of society. See, but that's the problem is because it doesn't feel genuine. Even if it is genuine, it doesn't feel genuine. Right. That's the problem. So. Uh, is there any way to for me to set up like a sneaky beak way for like my email to just email everybody once it's time for my birthday soon? Well, so, so here's, like, here's the problem that I don't think a, the reason why a tech solution is immediately apparent is because any any knowledge that a person has that 
another person has been notified of the birthday immediately makes that person you know skeptical about the intent of the person that wishes the happy birthday or whatever it may be. If you know that notification's going out, then the responses right. you get back seem less genuine. See, yeah, yeah, because it's just, yeah, you're just telling people it's your birthday and then they just go, happy birthday, because that's what you do on birthdays. All right. I mean, it'd be a little bit better if that notification went out like a week early and then you see who actually still remembers in a week. Ooh, that might yeah, be yeah, yeah. a little bit of a solution there, but. But then it's like a filtering, like, who remembered and who didn't. Right, right. So you're immediately, like, <laughs> ranking people based on, like, yeah. Who texted me at 12.01 in the morning? <laughs> and who who waited till the end of the day? And who didn't remember? It's like those Reddit pages and comment pages and stuff. First. I was here first. First. <laughs> first <Yeah>. comment. <laughs> And everyone gives them a thumbs up. They're like, good job, you did it. Like, oh, no, no. <laughs> so suddenly you're like, your your birthday becomes like a weird competition for other people that still care yeah. about you. But yeah, that could develop its own weird culture. With it. Who cares the most? Oh, I care the most. <laughs> Be much more entertaining to say the least, though. This is true. This is true. That That is a plus for that, that solution is that it's it'd be fun. Yeah, I don't know. I still feel like anything like that is tricky. I think the the best solution is actually what you just did. People should get in the habit of making their own calendars for people's birthdays. Like I yeah. I have a family calendar of birthdays and a friend calendar of birthdays that I repeat every year, so that yeah. I I'm aware when it's people's birthdays. I think that's like the behavioral thing people should do, which would probably be the better solution. You know. Oh, definitely. I think that's the correct solution for now, at least, like for for our current day and age. Before we're all in the pods and we <laughs> just talk through right. speaker boxes. <laughs> right. Once that day comes, then it won't matter how ingenuous it seems because like <laughs> everything the will day be. of like, <laughs> like you'll have your own little birthday party in your pod. Like it'll be great. Like it, the pod will give you cake and send you a bunch of messages from your friends that it has written for them because they didn't remember. Right. And, but they, but, but it's been learning, you know, how that your friends talk so that it can just write a very genuine, sincere message. Oh man. That's an interesting solution. Ooh, that is an interesting Deep solution. Deep learn your friend's response styles and then they don't even have to remember yes. your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's like, Oh, it was your birthday? You're like, yeah, don't worry. I got a card from you. <laughs> it was perfect. Thank you. I, I felt really good. The robot generated your sincere response. I appreciate that. <laughs> I think it's perfect. I think this is the real solution. <laughs> I don't know what we're talking about, like changing people's behavior and stuff. Yeah. Whatever. We have self-learning machines. <laughs> the machines can write write our cards. Yes, and indeed. The machines can be our friends. <laughs> Because the machines don't forget anything. Yeah. And then, like, you never even have to realize you're not ever communicating with the outside world. You're just... The machines just learn everybody's personalities, and then they just talk to everyone for you, and you get talked to by oh. them, by everyone else, yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Every time that the machines sense that you need some some companionship, like, they won't bring your friend over. They'll just, they'll just talk like your friend. <laughs> even if your friend's busy doing something, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> 
this is this is both the perfect solution and horrifying and the end of humanity as we know it. <laughs> but hey it works i mean i don't see any problems with the working part of it the technical sides are great this is gonna work great oh yeah oh yeah we're, we're to the point I, we have the technology i don't see why we need wait any longer right <laughs> I'll, I'll do that for my thesis switch projects <laughs> Oh dear! Oh dear! I just and then like this little true the the egg of truth opens up in my mind like cracks open in my mind and all of a sudden like the reasons why this is a terrible idea start spilling into my head and I'm like oh maybe we shouldn't do that (laughs) but no I I think we roll with it first impression is it's the best idea we've had (laughs) that will destroy society as we know it yes yes yes. Yes. I like it. Well, I'm glad we got that solved. Let's move on. <laughs> okay, okay. M- moving on. I don't know quite know how we got there. Oh, 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 I had candy follow-up. I don't know what to do, David. I need help. Okay. My treat box isn't big enough. <laughs> I, I have a treat box in the corner that is spilling out treats. Like, there's treats all over and around it, and I just... I can't keep them all in there because there's not enough space, and... I can't get another treat box because then I'll fill that one up and I can't eat them all because then I'll die. <laughs> I just, I can't, I don't know what to do. I'm trapped and lost and very, very stuck and I don't know what to do about it. Man, that is a good problem. <laughs> I was like trying to think of like, you know, any like major personal problems you could have involving candy. Yeah, <laughs> that was not the first one that came to mind. <laughs> this is by far the biggest problem that I've ever had with candy. Let's not talk about my crippling chocolate addiction. I just—I was hoping you'd <laughs> finally realize how much candy is a part of your life, and that like you want to make changes <laughs> to your life. But no, you just admit that you need to continue to expand your treat box. <laughs> I just need help getting rid of some of it, or I need somebody to tell me to get a bigger treat box i just don't know what to do i just i can't justify it in my head i can't justify a bigger treat box it's already a huge box it's like a legal letter box it's like it's it's just it's too it's too big i can't i can't count how many thousands of calories are in that box and i just you know what would be a fun project is to actually find out exactly how many calories are in that box that would be fun because i would just you know put it in a calorometer and burn it but <laughs> you have one of those no i don't have access to one but <laughs> oh man <laughs> go and get my hopes up that would be a great thing to do with it that would that would uh, deplete your okay. supply for a short time but yeah yeah no it's okay it's okay i i it's 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 an ongoing problem see this is this is the treat box solution this is a solution i've come up with in my own life of if you leave your treats lying around, guess what you'll eat? You'll eat the treats. You won't eat your food. You'll eat the treats. It's right. a problem. And you'll eat them all really fast. Like, if I just take a box of orange sticks and just leave it by my computer, guess what happens? I eat an entire box of orange sticks in a 20-minute period because those right. things are amazing. <laughs> so the solution, the solution is to hide your treats from yourself. So that every time you want treats, you have to like right. go through this like lengthy process to get your treats out, right? But it doesn't work when the the thing that you have to hide your treats in isn't big enough for all your treats <laughs> because you don't eat the treats fast enough because you're hiding the treats from yourself so that you don't eat too many treats. 
There, there seems to be. Well, first of all, assuming that we can't uh, use that candy machine that we were developing last time. Oh man, seriously, we that need to get work on that. It seems like yeah, there's a know. an issue here of the rate at which you buy treats versus the <laughs> rate at which you consume them, and the rate at which your body can digest them healthily. The problem, the the problem is not. My empty bank account. Okay. The problem <laughs> is that it was just the holidays. <laughs> Although that might factor in just a little bit. I should probably look at my street spending habits. Well, I'm just saying the one time I've been to a grocery store with you, you bought two treat bags and offered to buy me two while we were there. That is so... that is true. That is true did that oh that well yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> i will buy you more if you want me to <laughs> i don't as think this is the issue we're discussing here <laughs> oh oh sorry oh sorry <laughs> sorry my bad um um i was just saying you may want to be more aware of your treat buying habits and see if there's a a rate you mm-hmm, could decrease mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. um I mean, I can continue to decrease the rate that I eat treats. That seems to be, that seems to be a good solution. Right. That's that's great. You do have more candy stored than needed, though. I can see your dilemma, but it's true. It's true. I'm a monster. What you should do is like have your wife just hide treats randomly throughout the house at random times throughout <laughs> the day, to like pace your <laughs> treat consumption rate. You know. Right, right. You don't have a treat box you can go to. You just like, you sit on the couch and it's like, oh hey, between the cushions there's a Hershey's bar, you know, and there was. <laughs> you just get to eat it when you find it, you know. Right, 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 right. This I so 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 this this in, the, the goal of this is to increase my treat consumption rate. Yes. Well, to pace it, so that to, pay, to pace it properly, so yeah. that we can. Right, right. So that so that the treat box stays at a happy. 70% full. Right. Rather than 130%. Right. That it's currently at. Cuz then you'll just binge at some point to try and get all the way down to a healthy rate and that's not good either. So. Wait. No, no, no. No, no. I think you're onto something right there. Want to come <laughs> over to my house and binge candy with me? <laughs> this is why I think you have a treat problem, Aaron. <laughs> I don't have one. Okay, it's not a problem. I got it under control. I have a free box. <laughs> the the only thing I was thinking is if if uh, if we did do the thing where your wife hides all the the treats, I could yeah. see you just like instead of going about your regular day, intentionally like going into random rooms in your house and like searching the cupboards <laughs> and stuff, trying to find all the treats, just so you can know where they all are at. Yeah, and then binge them I, all I at think... one point. <laughs> I think that's a likely outcome if we were to apply that solution. I think I think I probably totally would do that. Um, yeah, that will work. I just give that a thumbs down. Sorry. Well, first comes the worst. We'll, we'll we'll try and pace that candy consumption for you. But okay, okay. if your if your treat box is still overflowing, 
we can hide it over at my house for some time just for extra storage whoa, space. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I think not, good sir. I think not. <laughs> I will not be parted from my treat box. That is like that is like parting me from my computer or my wife. Like these things are these things are not partable and I have a treat box and it's mine and I will not be parted from it. Aaron, I think you might have a treat problem. <laughs> Let me just wipe the tears from my eyes really quick while I accept my fate. Um, and, and I just... I, I think we need to get you professional help at this point. I'll, I'll start talking to some people. I, I Thank you, David. Thank you. <laughs> we'll push this very sensitive topic to the side for now, and we'll we'll come back to okay, it. Okay, okay. Th- thank you. It hurts too much to discuss anymore right now. I just can't. I can't be. I can't be bothered to talk about it anymore. <sighs> well, other follow up. Now going oh, back yeah, to the first follow-up. first follow up that I was trying to talk about. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> so, during the the dark period of the Save the World recording era, yes, when we yes. were in silence for those three months. Um, for many months. For many, many moons. For many moons. Um, yes, yes. I did have another recording project I was doing, actually as a Christmas gift, um, recording some okay. audio. And uh, I won't go into the details of that gift, but point being I needed to record yeah. again in the studio. And so I went back to that studio that we usually go to, where our listeners yeah, have yeah. heard us complain a couple of times about them. The, yeah, and... yeah, the one with Mr. Grumpy Bums. <laughs> yeah, that guy. <laughs> Sorry. No, it was a correct description, so I didn't bother to uh, oh, okay. to uh, intervene. Correct there. me. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> anyway, so I go to that same website to make a reservation, and they have a new area available called a, a mini booth and i was like oh like that's interesting so instead of like the studio we were in that can do like okay. instruments and stuff and it can fit about three or four people um this one's a yeah. one person booth for recording audio and i was like okay. oh like that's interesting like this is the one time like i'm not recording with aaron so i'll do the mini booth yeah yeah, yeah. How, how was it so i get there and First of all, it's in their like main commons area, like before you go into the okay. different studios. Yeah, but it's just yeah. like sitting in the corner. So it's like not in a separate room, like it's just sitting oh, there wow. at the side. And it has windows, which is a little weird. So like people can see me recording in the soundproof okay, booth. Okay. But I'm like, okay, right. I got over it. Like so random people can stare at me. That's cool, whatever. That's <laughs> that's fine, whatever. Yeah, whatever. A little weird. So I, I, I'm doing the reservation with the guy and he's like, you know, giving me the booth, checking me into the booth. And yeah, he's like, oh, and by the way, when we got the booth, the company that sent it to us forgot to send the back of the booth. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, so there's no back to the booth. But we pushed it like kind of close to the wall so it should still be good. And I'm like, what? Wait, what? So their soundproof booth has a big Doesn't hole in the back. back on it? Yeah. <laughs> what? 
It's not soundproofed at all. <laughs> so three walls are soundproof, and yeah. one back is not. Yeah. So it's not soundproof at all. Not at all. Not even kind of. What? He's like, yeah, he's like, they're going to send it to us later, and we'll put it in then. Why are you doing reservations right now for a soundproof room if it's not soundproof? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, what, and what do you mean the company's going to send it later? Like, what do you what do you mean later? <laughs> like, they forgot part of the order. Like, that should be, like, first priority is shipping the back to you guys. Like, come on. What's going on here? Yeah, so, anyways, so I did the recording. I could hear, I could hear, like, everything that was going on in the commons area. It was just, oh my it was goodness. just, like, ridiculous. In the recording? Yeah. Uh, oh well, sorry sorry while i was recording fortunately i knew how to while you were i knew how to tune the mic well enough that it didn't come through which was good. right um that is okay that is good yeah but yeah it was awful and point being i'm never planning on going back to that reservation place ever again <laughs> just too many bad experiences with it <laughs> no lights mr grumpy bum no back but <laughs> What are we going to do? We're not going to go back. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> Silly recording situations. Yeah. Silly check-in situations. It's nonsense. Bunch of nonsense. Yeah. It's It's been crazy. Anyways, I thought you would appreciate that story since you've been there and you can kind of visualize <laughs> what was going on. <laughs> I can. And I can also visualize the uh, great frustration <laughs> befalls us every time we try to do anything there you can see the great rage that was flowing through my body as he said that probably yes (laughs) yes 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 (laughs) perfect (laughs) i'm sorry i'm sorry for this sad thing thank you but the the project the project came out okay yeah it worked out it was good 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 this is good this makes me happy i appreciate your condolences now that we've done all this follow-up and catching up on the past three months, let's actually try and do a topic before we head out. Okay. Okay. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, let's do it. I think you're on our topic for today. You've got the topic. I do. And so this is one I've thought about a lot being a physics teacher. Okay. So yeah, I don't know how strong your opinions will be on this, but I will uh, present <laughs> yeah. the dilemma and you'll see if... Uh, if you have any thoughts on it. Yes, please please do. Please do. So, I love to show this video in my physics class to students about Nikola Tesla. And Nikola Tesla okay. is was basically insane. I'm not going to beat around the bush. He was crazy. He, like, talked okay. to pigeons, thought he was married to one at one point. He tried what? to build. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. I had like T- Tesla was like one of those like really smart people that I no he was of. incredibly intelligent. I'm not beating around that bush either. Like okay, absolute okay. genius, but absolutely like crazy. crazy. Yes, um, he made plans for a death ray. There's a story about him almost taking down a building because he made an earthquake machine that he couldn't stop because the switch got stuck. Uh, like it worked. Yeah, and it almost took down a building. That's the story. <laughs> That's I don't know how true that one is. Like. He was obsessed with the number three. He lived in the New Yorker hotel and like his room had to be divisible by three. He always had three napkins. He couldn't stand women that had pierced earrings and stuff. Anyways. So point is absolutely nuts. Okay. (laughs) Dude's crazy. But at the same time, he like basically invents the modern electric motor that we use today. And 
again, just like absolute genius. Okay. Right, right. Common trait usually among scientists, to be honest. But uh, uh, yeah, with with great genius comes a little bit crazy, <laughs> or in Tesla's case, a lot of crazy. Um, by showing this video because it shows all the things he did, it also shows the story between him and Thomas Edison, because he was about I think twenty to thirty years younger than Edison, and um, he comes over. He's born in Croatia, I believe. He was working in Budapest for a telephone company, and he moves to America, and he has okay. this this basically this letter of recommendation from one of his employers, I believe, that says, I know only two great men. You, Thomas Edison, are one of them. This young man, Nikola Tesla, is the other. So like that's basically his Whoa. resume that he goes with to America, which is kind of cool. That would be a cool letter of recommendation. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Wait, did so at this time was Tesla pretty popular or was No, he was just like a no name. Just like He was okay. This young These two people Okay, crazy. Edison was huge, but Tesla was just a a nobody. Okay, okay. So so Edison has his own, you know, company now and everything. Like he's this big business tycoon at this point and he hires yeah. Nikola Tesla and he says that if he can get him some patents for some of his inventions that he would give him a bonus. And so Tesla does this. He makes all these patents. And then after it all, like Edison just doesn't give him the bonus. He just like says, sorry, you what? should learn about an American sense of humor. And he doesn't pay him. What? Yeah. What? For all the listeners, that is very un-American, I would say. <laughs> Indeed. Way. Indeed. Um, so they split ways after that. Yeah. Um, Tesla ends up working, ends up working for, uh, the company Westinghouse and okay. he comes up with the AC current system. I guess, sorry, AC alternating current system. Yeah. 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 And, um, it's the one we use today and it's way better than DC current again. Right. Sorry. Direct current because direct right, current right, is right. incredibly inefficient for long distances. And so yeah, yeah. we transport all of our electricity through alternating current, but right. Right. But Edison is this huge, business powerhouse at this point and he has all this infrastructure already built for direct current and okay. tesla is this no-name croatian dude that's nuts that's trying to tell people right. that we need to switch to alternating current fortunately he had westinghouse on his side which also helped a little bit <laughs> that's a, yeah a, a large company behind you that seems helpful but basically he starts out this huge war is what they call it the current wars of like Edison and Westinghouse going back and forth fighting over these wow. currents cuz Edison did not want to lose all that infrastructure. That's where the electric chair comes from. Edison set up an electric chair with alternating current to show how dangerous alternating current was. Wait. So that he could use it as propaganda. Wait, but w- wouldn't direct current do the same? Wait. It probably would, but he sold it as look how dangerous alternating current is. You don't want this in your house. Because it can right, electrocute right. people. That's where the electric chair comes from. What? Yeah. Wow. They would like a, electrocute elephants in the street. Oh my! And stuff goodness. to just show like how awful AC was. But. <laughs> okay. 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 So so what happens then? How how does what's the rebuttal? So fortunately, in the end, um, Westinghouse gets two contracts that basically end up making it so we get ac the alternating current system that we have today hooray they get the bid for the chicago world's fair 
that was the first fair that was lit entirely by electric lights. Ooh, wow. And so they were able to do that by using their own light bulbs that they make. Because Edison wouldn't yeah. give him his light bulb, so he was being a jerk again there. He wouldn't share that right, with them. Right, being a silly dummy. Yeah. So they had to make their own light bulbs, and they light the Chicago World's Fair entirely with alternating current. And then they also built the first hydroelectric dam oh, up in Buffalo area. Really? They were able to bring it down to Buffalo City to power that all with alternating current. And so those two big things were kind of the turning point to getting right. alternating current. Right. They were able to be like, look, see, AC works. It's yeah. good. And the cool thing was Tesla actually, based on their agreement, their contract between Westinghouse <laughs> and Tesla, Tesla would have been like paid like millions of dollars based on how much infrastructure was put in. But Westinghouse okay. was going bankrupt from all the like propaganda they had to fight. And so Tesla just like ripped up his royalties contract because he didn't even care. He's like, you know, I don't, what? I don't care about money. Just like, I want this to move on in the future. So, really, yeah. But he was still insane. Wow. <laughs> well, right, right, totally crazy. That's probably what they were thinking when he tore up the contract. They're like, what? Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Like, thank you, but like, what? Yeah. Wow. So it sounds like you've never heard this story. No, no, I've never heard any of this. This is amazing. Well, that's 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 exactly my first thought. Is like, well, why haven't I heard this story? This is crazy. And I bring this up in general because, like, I mean, I have a little bit of a personal vendetta about Thomas Edison because I grew up, you know, thinking he was this great hero, you know. Right. You're like, he invented the light bulb. Yeah, he's he the American scientist. He invented the light bulb. But really, right. What happened is Edison was working in Morse code, or on I should say telegraphs. He was working for a telegraph company. And he made yeah. all these inventions for letting the telegraphs be more efficient so they could, like, send multiple things at the same time and other inventions there. And that made him yeah. rich. And so with that money, he built his own lab. And when the light bulb came out, or the idea of the light bulb came out, the only reason he really invented the light bulb is because he had a full lab of people that were testing out different designs <laughs> to try and make the light bulb. What? Wait. It was it was basically yeah, it was basically a business move what? really. See, I had this whole like I had this whole image of like him sitting in like a dark room with like ca- by candlelight taking little bits of electricity, <laughs> little bits of things and putting yeah. little wires to each of them hundreds and hundreds of times to get cuz you get his one in a hundred, you know, his, his right. famous, you know, I did it. <laughs> it's a light. Ah! And then he said the worst quote ever, the I haven't failed a thousand times. I found a thousand ways to not make a light bulb. Which is my least favorite quote of all time. You wouldn't, you wouldn't say that with anything else. Like, I didn't fail a test one thousand times. I learned a thousand ways to not pass a test. You know, like it only kind of makes sense because it's a light bulb. Otherwise, it'd be a terrible quote. Right, right. Well, it's still kind of a terrible quote because it's like, oh, great. Well, what are you gonna do with those thousand ways of how to not make a light bulb? Right. You're not gonna make any more light bulbs. You yeah. silly. Yeah. Anyways. Huh. Okay, so 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 Thomas Edison's empire right. created the light bulb, and now he's accredited with being some kind of hero. Ugh, I feel betrayed. I feel betrayed right now. <laughs> exactly, and so so this is why I bring it up. So so we don't have to focus entirely on Edison, but like, right? This this concept that I've been bothered with a little bit is this idea of like what we teach in schools to, about certain people that we often like put as heroes. Okay. Right, right. So, like, like, let me give you an example. We okay. could do, like, Revolutionary War, for example. There's a lot of amazing people in the Revolutionary War, right? 
you can just list them off. Benjamin Franklin, George Washington, all these people. Yeah. But and when you're a kid, you just you have this golden image of them where they're perfect. They never make any mistakes. They right. they were the heroes. They're the heroes that saved the world, and right. they're just awesome, right? Right, right. But and usually when you get older, you get into high school and college, you'll hear other stories that show more of their human side. But when all is said and done, I still go, wow, that's an amazing person that I still consider a hero, even though they had character okay. flaws, even though they had other things that were going on. Like, I still say, wow, I'm so grateful they did that, or, you know, I'm glad they changed the world in this way. Right, right. But but there's people like Edison and a couple of others that I've had, you know, growing up that I've heard, where I go, I thought they were a hero when I was young, and then the mm-hmm. more stories I hear about them, the more I realized they were just like a big jerk. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Big, big- Jumpy jerkhead, yeah. Yeah, and so, like, I don't mind as much as, like, we can idolize when we're kids because we don't really have the brain capacity yet to, like, really understand all the things that go on with being human and all the societal things and stuff. And that's okay, like, because they'll still be a hero after you have better understanding. But the Thomas Edison example, I go, should we still teach Edison this way? Because either you grow up never realizing that he wasn't this amazing person that you thought of what he was, or right. you, you have this sudden right. moment of betrayal that you just felt that you thought they were amazing, and now you realize all the terrible things they did. Right, right. So I was just curious your thoughts on, like, because I'm personally like, I don't know if we should teach kids about Thomas Edison the same way we do. I, right, right. Well, I wish I could remember how I was taught, like, like what I was act like the actual situations I was in. Cause like, I don't remember any of it. Like it's, I, I, I have like two snippets, three, four or five snippets of, of memory from, from <laughs> elementary school days. And that's it. That's, that's it. One of my own personal experiences with this, that isn't Thomas Edison right now where I'm just crushed that my hero, my boy Edison, he's actually just, a, he's just a monster, but that's, that's okay. It's just, that's okay. I'm just a, just hurt a little slight inside for it. But <laughs> another thing that this same experience happened was the Revolutionary War. Like, you grow up and it's like, America, you know, you know, the, the colonies are, are just being oppressed by England. And they're just, they're just taxing us outrageous amounts. And, you know, this is outrageous. And, and then you're just like, we're going to have a revolution. And they, they, they have a revolution and they get away. And it's like, yeah, America. Right. <laughs> You kind of feel this like American pride. You're like, yeah, we we did it. That's the story that a fifth grader can understand. <laughs> right, right. From this oppressive bully of a bully of a country. Then I then I got older and and then I read a book um, for one of my for my American history class, and it just like it rocked. It it didn't rock my world, but it was just like I, I got to a point in the book where it was like, wait a second, is America even the good guy in this story, or is it just just a bunch of like is is america a big whiny baby like they sound like a big whiny baby right now like we don't want to get taxed because we're far away from you guys in england like whatever guys like come on stop whining take the taxes like i just i had this moment of like wait a second is america actually the good guy or are, are we the heroes or, or or are we just like is this did this country come out of out of a complaining and a whiny situation i, just, I was just shocked i was like what what my whole world kind of changed a little bit my th- my thoughts on history changed a little bit right and i think with this this example of thomas edison like i think part of the reason it happens this way is because 
I don't know if kids are smart enough to understand things. Right. Like that. Like, I don't, like, we kind of think, oh, these children won't understand, you know, the, this, this dispute, you know, this, this infighting and this, this being mean to each other and this bullying. Like, I don't think they'll understand this complicated situation. So we're just going to give them the, Thomas Edison created the light bulb. And now we have light bulbs. And as a kid, you're like, Thomas Edison's amazing. He created the light bulb. And he tried so many ways to create a light bulb. Like, I think kids are smart enough that we could probably teach it in a different way. So there's not so many shocking moments where you think, oh my goodness, my childhood heroes are are not (laughs) actually that heroic, you know? Right. The other thing I think that propagates this specifically with Edison is like when your kid asks, like, you know, where did the light bulb come from? Who made it? People want a simple answer. The nice simple answer is Thomas Edison. Right. They don't want... Well, kids, actually, there was a research paper that came out about the possibilities of (laughs) getting light from heating metals. And so this large business corporation that Edison was running was able to manufacture the light bulb through multiple testing trials. Like, that just doesn't roll off the tongue as just the name Edison, you know? This is this is true. This is true. I uh, yeah, that's exactly the problem. That's exactly why we have this 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 the shattered image of Edison is is because you do want kind of a simple answer. And then and then like the kid starts tuning out. They start hearing blah 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 blah. Right. You know? Blah 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 blah. Just like Charlie Brown, he just he <laughs> don't starts talking and you're just like, blah, 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 blah. I don't understand anything you're saying." <laughs> and I'm kind of with you. I Again, I don't know if I have a good answer right now of how to change it. Yeah. Like you were saying with the Revolutionary War, again, just to kind of draw this distinction, I think that experience that you had was is good where you Oh yeah. You grow up as a young kid and you have these ideas and then in high school and college you have to kind of challenge them, you know, like that book would do and you Oh, okay, yeah. Which is I think is good to have that process of realizing that the things you thought as a kid aren't always as simple as you thought they were, right? Yeah, you're right. Like in the Revolutionary War, I think that's good. Yeah, yeah. was America totally justified in this? I don't know. Like you could, We could have a whole analysis of that. But in the end, I still go, yeah, but the people in the, the war, once it started, they were still great men that did great things. That part I feel yeah. good about. And so, yeah, I have a more yeah, yeah. realistic perspective of what happened. And I think that's good that we yeah, challenged okay. that. But like, again, this, it's this whole idea of like, do we keep Thomas Edison as this hero just for the simplicity or do we try and realize the truth that he really isn't this great American hero that we like to put him as, you know? Well, and I think part of one of the problems is, is that a lot of our culture is built off of like what's common knowledge. You'll see, uh, I don't know, like you see like an old fashioned light bulb and it's, it's has to do with like, they put it in a video relating to invention and you think, Oh, this company is a great inventor, you know? Right. Thomas Edison and light bulbs and I don't know like they get a lot of social weight in our day and age even though maybe they don't deserve that 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 respect or that social standing that they have this day because of the things that they did back then that are not communicated perfectly clearly because I would never have heard the Thomas Edison the true Thomas Edison story maybe in my entire life right because like I, I don't run in those kind of circles I don't run in a, in a physics circle I don't think about you know what nikola tesla and, and thomas edison were doing back in the day you know i, I, I never have to think about <laughs> yeah. that because i just i just have my light bulb you know whatever i just flip the light switch and so i think there should be a change i think we should change how it's taught but i don't know how to change that like i i don't know a better way to do it hmm. that's the biggest problem 
but I think we should because because it it does rest with much of society in a false light. And it's it's so different from the actual story, and like in my opinion, that I feel like right. they're almost lying intentionally to our students. You know. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Maybe this is a good point to stop because uh, I know you need to head out. So maybe we can both ponder on the way to solve this problem and maybe we'll come back to it next time (laughs) now that you now that you have the story now we can kind of think about it and come up with a way to save the world next time yes yes i like it i like it i'll also send you a video and i'll put it on the show notes of some other stuff about thomas edison i found a really good video on youtube that's pretty unbiased like the tesla video i show is all about tesla so it's very biased to his side most other most other documentaries are really biased to the edison side so i found one online that i felt really good about that's kind of pretty unbiased on what happened so i'll, I'll put that on youtube for okay. people to watch or I'll, excellent i'll excellent. put that on the show notes i mean on the show sorry notes. Yeah, yeah. i made this super unbiased video and i'll put it on youtube <laughs> i'm going to put it on youtube because i have deemed the world worthy of this information at this time <laughs> maybe that's the real solution to the problem mass 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 youtube trending video about thomas edison Mm. yes we yes and yes (laughs) i i think that's a great solution we just we just indoctrinate the whole world with our youtube videos and then we replace it replace the whole thing with nicholas cage's face using deep mind (laughs) psyche you guys didn't get on soon enough (laughs) we'll have rick Rollin playing in the background well it's just nicholas cage's face Yeah, that definitely will be helpful. I think that's a good plan. Maybe we'll come up with a better one next time, though. So we'll hold off till then. Excellent, excellent.